there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwit Achero. Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. I will just go very quickly to what I want to share today, but I just want to read so as so are those who are not, how many were not here last Friday? Lift your hand. A couple of people are not here. Let's tell them sorry in advance. Please make sure you watch what I preached. It's on my page. Make sure you, you watch it so that you understand what we are talking about. Luke chapter 15 verse 8. Or what woman having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp? sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. I was talking about finding your lost treasure. And we are seeing that this woman lost something that was very precious in her life, and she had to look for it. And when she found it, she called her neighbors to actually celebrate uh, her finding this lost coin. And we talked about one thing that she did, which we must do for us to be able to locate some of the things that we have lost. Because to be honest, all of us have lost something. If it is not money, it is a relationship. If it's not a relationship, is Nokia 3310. I mean, <laughs> all of us have lost something in one way or another. And I remember I told you that what you have lost, if you engage the right forces, you will find it. Amen? Tell your neighbor, it is somewhere in your house. Now, that is a title of another message I'll preach from this text. It is somewhere in your house. Anyway, so tell your neighbor, it's somewhere in your house. All right? And, and she engaged or she did some things that we want to look at. And the first one is she lit the lamp. Yeah? She lit the lamp. She illuminated the entire house for her to be able to locate this coin that was lost. And we discovered that the light is the word of God. The word of God illuminates your path. The word of God shines on your path. The word of God gives you wisdom and the designment to locate what has been lost because it is somewhere in your house. Can I get an amen? amen. Tell your neighbor you shall recover it. Secondly, she swept her house. That's what the Bible said. She says she swept her house. She cleaned the house so that the dirt may not conceal the lost coin. She had to clean every corner, every place in her house. You see, sometimes when you lose something and you start looking for it, you discover that your house is dirty. Because that thing makes you go to places where you normally don't go to. Under the seat, under the, 
I almost said under the bar. It's over the bar. Anyway, um, and, under the, only a few will understand what I'm talking about. Uh, under the bed, you know, places that you normally don't go to. Uh, and you will, uh, when you go to those places, you'll find that those places are very dirty. You might meet mosquitoes or you might meet uh, uh, spiders uh, or you might meet lizards. I'm telling you. Wow. What a scream when you see a lizard in that corner. And that lizard has cornered you. <laughs> uh, I know there are people who can't stand a lizard. Today we were walking with Pastor Mary in church. Then I saw a chameleon. Huh? Then I grabbed the chameleon by the stick. <laughs> you can guess what I did. <laughs> I threw the chameleon. <laughs> Towards her. I'm telling you. She screamed. While she was screaming, I was laughing. <laughs> I'm trying to help her overcome the fear of reptiles. You see, one of the reasons why when I go to carnival, I love eating crocodile meat is so that when we meet, it will realize I am the predator. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> tell me about she swept the house. And so, some cleaning has to be done in our lives if we are going to recover some of the things that we have lost. You see, many believers have things that they have concealed in their hearts. They have habits, they have mannerisms, they have sinful acts, they have secrets. Some will say secrets. And, and they're saying, this one, I'm dying with it things in their lives. And some of these things, you know, sins, hidden sins, harmful habits, terrible mannerisms, block their view so they can't see their lost treasure. It interferes with their ability to locate what they have already lost in their past. So when you look at their lives, their lives are cluttered with sin. Their lives are cluttered with bitterness, malice, hatred, revenge, resentment. All these things have clouded their hearts and are interfering with their discernment that they cannot see the opportunities that they lost which are presenting, to the, uh, presenting themselves to them. Because of all these things that are in their hearts, they cannot see opportunities, great things. You know, people, wonderful things that God is presenting to them so that they may be able to recover what they have lost in the past. For example, you see, uh, if, if you're a pastor and, and you appoint somebody in a leadership position and this person, after they get the leadership position, they uh, orangolize. You know what orangolizing is? Huh? Ask your neighbor, do you understand what orangolization is? 
Huh? All right. They, 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 be, they rebel. All right. To orangulize is to rebel. <laughs> they rebel against your authority and they even like corrupt the people that you have entrusted them with. Um, and maybe those people leave the church, speak badly about the church. As a pastor, of course you'll be hurt and you'll be disappointed. But if you don't overcome your hearts and disappointment, you will never appoint anybody else in that church in a leadership position. And so you will end up victimizing even the innocent people who are in the church, who God brings your way that they can be able to lighten the burden for you. And I can tell you there are many pastors who are very bitter. They are so bitter that they can't trust anyone because they have been betrayed before. They can't trust the people who are around them. They are still carrying all this bitterness and resentment in their hearts. You need to understand that when you become a pastor, not everybody hates you. There are people who love you so much. I mean, when they see you, they feel like they have seen Jesus. <laughs> don't you think you have seen Jesus tonight? Or I don't look like Jesus. <laughs> so if, if you don't overcome the hearts, you know, it will block your view. It will block your view. And the people that God brings into your life to replace the ones who have left, you will also shut them out of your life. And so you find that the ministry will not grow, the ministry will not progress, the ministry will not expand simply because you have allowed the bitterness and the resentment in your heart to fester until it has become a wound in your heart. You have to learn to trust people as a leader. You have to learn to embrace people as a leader. Of course, people will let you down, people will disappoint you, people will betray you, but look, there are other people who love you and you can be able to work with them as well. Can I hear an amen? Some of you think I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to you as well. You don't have to be a pastor to be betrayed. Yes, anybody can be betrayed. You don't have to be a pastor. You can be betrayed by your friends. You can be betrayed by people that you have brought so close, you know, to your life. You have shared your heart with them and they can actually betray you. Isn't it true? But if you allow the betrayal, you know, to become a mountain, you know, to form this uh, thick mass of bitterness in your heart. You will never have a friend in your life. You will never trust people in your life. Sometimes the best man becomes the best man. <laughs> he overturns the government. I'm telling you. Yeah, I remember there's a guy we used to do ministry with. Every time he used to introduce a girl to one of his friends, you know, they ended up marrying her. Yeah, his heart was always broken, broken, but I'm glad he did not give up. He is now married. You see, so, so you, you will go through these things and they can really harden your heart. Alright? They can really harden your heart. I mean, you, you can fall in love and the relationship breaks. You, you have to heal. Yes, you have to heal. You have to clear your heart of that baggage. You have to clear your heart of, of, of your ex because another one is coming. Yeah, you have to clear so you can love again. Look, the Bible says a righteous man falls down seven times. So that means a righteous man's heart can be broken seven times. <laughs> and he will still pick up himself. He will still pick up herself. But you is only once. You cry every day. You've been crying for 30 years. 
Because you had, your heart was broken in Form 1. <laughs> and by the way, in Form 1, you are supposed to concentrate on studies. What were you doing trying to fall in love in Form 1? So it has clouded your heart. You don't trust brothers. You don't trust, trust sisters. And now you can't find an opportunity that God brings your way. God brings lovely people your way. But you still see them like your ex. God brings lovely ladies your way. But when the lady just behaves in some way, you say, aha. Uh -huh. uh -huh. It's happening again. And then you take off. But it's supposed to happen again so that you have a strong heart to handle it. Man, you don't want me to preach tonight, but I'm preaching. Yeah, clear. Tell your neighbor, sweep your heart. Clean your house. Yeah, because you've carried a lot of baggage from your past. You've carried a lot of issues from your past. You've carried a lot of things from, I don't know, 1976, 1985. 1990 and you are carrying all these things and now your house is dirty you can't find your lost coin your heart is full of bitterness your mind is full of anger please this is 2022 sweep your house sweep your house I say sweep your house I say sweep your house because other opportunities are coming God is bringing other people into your life. Hallelujah. God is bringing brothers into your life. God is bringing sisters into your life. God is bringing new friends into your life. God is bringing new opportunities into your life. You will still marry. You will still start a business. You will still rise as an individual. You will still be a pastor of a mega church. You will still do amazing things for God. Sweep the house. Tell your neighbor, sweep it. Yeah. Can we go deeper? Hmm? Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. The Bible says, Then Jesus went into the temple of God and he started sweeping the house of God. The Bible says, He drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple. And then he overturned tables. Some of you need to overturn some tables. Some tables have been established in your life for such a long time that everything you see, you see through the view of those tables. Jesus overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And then he said to them, it is written, my house. <laughs> shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. 
Resentment, those are thieves. Bitterness, those are thieves. Anger and malice, those are thieves. Stealing from you. Concealing your opportunities. Hiding your opportunities. You have to turn the tables upside down. Kick out all those thieves from your life. Because let me tell you, it's a new day. Did you hear what I say? I say it's a new day. Tell your neighbor, it's a new day. Tell them again, it's a new day. And then what happened? Verse 14, then the blind. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple. And what did he do? He healed them. You see, because of the tables, hey, because of the money changers, because of all this defilement that we see in the temple, the power of God was not flowing. The temple that initially had the power of God was defiled. And when it was defiled, the power left the temple. But when cleansing took place, when the house was swept, when Jesus cleansed the temple, power began to flow. And the anointing began to flow. The lame came, they were healed. The blind came, they were healed. That is what is going to take place in your life. As you begin to sweep your house, as you begin to cleanse your life, I'm telling you, power will come your way. Power will show up in your life. Glory will show up in your life. The anointing will begin to flow in your life. Can I get a louder amen in this house? Tell your neighbor, sweep your house. You see, some of you, God wants to use you mightily. But when he looks at your life, hey, he's so dirty. Yeah, he's full of issues. He's full of issues. And issues upon issues. Look, I want to introduce you to another life. Please, clean your house. Hallelujah. Do you know, some of the people you're even carrying, when you're not sleeping, they're sleeping. Some of the people you are carrying that are causing you to lose appetite, they are eating. In fact, when you meet them, some of them are overweight. <laughs> and you, you look like a mosquito. You've been thinking about them, thinking about what they did, how they disappointed you, how they let you down. And so you are carrying all these issues in your heart. Look, release those people. This is 2022. It's a new year. We are not carrying the baggage that we carried in 2021 over to 2022 in Jesus' name. We are sweeping our house. We are cleaning our hearts. We are cleaning our lives. We are sweeping our minds. Can I get a louder yes in this house? So you will not carry people. You will not carry issues. Look, you are almost having ulcers. Yeah, even when you go to the doctor, he checks your pressure, he checks everything, he, checks, he says, you are fine. And then he tells you, go and relax. <laughs> then you beg with them, please give me something. The doctor says, I am not seeing any problem. It's because you, your house is dirty. It's full of many things. Clean your house. The lady swept her entire house. 
Anything that you don't need in your life, let it go. I say let it go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If it is your husband, forgive him. <laughs> there there is no amen. There is just, oh. Forgive him. If it is your wife, forgive her. If it is your children, forgive them. If it is your parents, forgive them. This year, you are traveling light. Oh my goodness. Who am I preaching to in this house? I prophesy this year, you are traveling light in the name of Jesus. Yes. Look at them and tell them, I'm traveling light. I'm traveling light. One day, sit down and give you this story. We were traveling. I think it was our first time to travel. To go somewhere very far. And we packed our bags. Packed our bags. With clothes. With shoes. With I don't know what. Hey, Pastor Mary packed her bags. At some point I was concerned. I told her, hey. But I said anyway. Then we traveled. I'm telling you it was hectic. With all these bags. Heavy bags traveling. Then we go to that country. Then when we go to that country. We realize that we cannot even wear. What we had <laughs> Because first of all it was summer. So you can't wear a tie, you can't wear suits, you can't wear high heels, you can't wear all these things that we had carried. High heels, you can't. People, people are wearing shorts and slippers. Hey. From that day we learned, when we travel, we travel light. And when you travel light, it's easy. When, you, when you're lighting from the plane, it's easy. Just have a bag you're carrying. You're just pulling it. Easy. One extra bag. Easy. That is what is going to happen to you this year. I see you traveling light in the name of Jesus. No more pain. No more bitterness. No more resentment. No more anger. No more sleepless nights. You are traveling light in the name of Jesus. Shout yeah. you are sweeping you are sweeping you are sweeping the house you see when you travel with a lot of baggage even, even, even your focus now is not on anything else it's just your bags bags have I lost a bag have I lost this have I lost this and while you are traveling there are people to meet there are people to meet yeah, there are opportunities to step into. But because your mind is focused on your baggage, you miss those opportunities. But when you travel light, oh, any opportunity that shows up, you will step right into it. Any person you meet, easy to talk to them. Because you are not stressed. This year you are traveling light. Who am I preaching to in this house? 
I prophesy this year you're traveling light in the name of Jesus. Shout yeah! Sit down, sit down. I am not carrying my ex. In fact, this year you are forgiving people quickly. Instantly. Yeah, somebody steps on you and says, oh, I forgive you. Yeah, I forgive you. When can we have lunch? Yes, we are traveling light. Husbands, we are traveling light. Wives, we are traveling light. Hey, let me try again. Husbands, we are traveling light. Wives, we are traveling light. Single people, we are traveling light in the name of Jesus. When the house was cleansed, the miracles, hey, the miracles that started taking place in the temple, amazing. As you travel light, I prophesy the miraculous. May you see miracles every day. May you experience miracles every week. May you experience miracles every month. In the name of Jesus. Financial miracles. Promotions. Increase at the place of work. May your business expand. May it grow. Miracles upon miracles. Clap your hands and shout to the Lord. Sit down. Number three, the last one. Miracles are miracles. Miracles are miracles. These people who, are, who go to marriage the other day, that's a song that was singing in your weddings and you're not singing with me. Yeah? Let's try. Miracles. He worshipped him. You can't save a brother. <laughs> Number three. She was detailed in the search. She was detailed in the search. She left no stone unturned. She was meticulous in her effort to find the lost coin. She moved from space to space, room to room, place to place. Very meticulous, turning everything upside down, leaving no stone unturned. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand that this woman is teaching us a very powerful principle here. How to be very, very careful when it comes to details. How we must give great attention to details. You see, attention to details produces mega stuff that you see around you. Big things start as small ideas which undergo metamorphosis. Songs that are written. Yeah. 
Y eso para aquí, y eso para aquí. All these beautiful songs, some of them start with a lyric or lyrics. Some of them start with a tune in somebody's head. You know, some of them start with a chord progression. Yeah, I don't know how people write songs, but me, when I write songs, I begin with chord, chord progression. You know what chord progression is? <laughs> yeah, you're saying tell us, but the way you're looking at me is like, like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Every song has a chord, you know, progression. And so you can start either with a chord progression or you can start with the lyrics or just a melody in your head and then you build on it. Everything that you see big starts small. Is the attention to details that produce big stuff. You understand? Some of the businesses you see which are huge started small, like Amazon. Started in somebody's garage. Amazon, somebody's garage. No, you know in Kenya when you talk about garage, a lot of people don't understand what garage is. You think garage is where you take... <laughs> or it's garage. Okay. But it's garage and garage. Ask your neighbor, which school did you go to? <laughs> Mercy. Yeah. Facebook was started by a couple of guys who were in school. And they just started the idea, in the college actually. And it started gaining momentum. Now it's a global company. Yeah. We went there and I was so amazed to see how they have built in Seattle. Huge. Amazon, huge. We went inside Amazon. You know, and there's a place where they have preserved like species of plants and trees. At the heart of the city, you know, beautiful place. Entered one of the offices, beautiful man. Started as a small idea. Now it's all over the world. You know, Amazon, anything you want, you get. Even my books now, I, am, I have them on Amazon. Yeah, you can order and download and buy and you'll have it in your Kindle. Yeah, it's powerful. You understand? So, so the woman is teaching us the importance of paying attention to details. Because when you pay attention to details, it will teach you several things. You understand what I'm talking about. Let me just go deeper here a little bit so I can share some things. You see, a lot of people don't understand the importance of details. Personally, me, I love details. I love details. And... If the details don't make sense to me, I know that the, the big picture will never be seen. Because details are important. Uh, I love detail, details so much that when I give somebody work to do, I come to inspect it. And I can tell if that person has put a lot of attention to what he's doing or not. That's why you see a lot of carpenters, when they make something for you, if you're not detailed... You will bring it to your house. And then one time I'm, and a visitor will come and ask you, who made this um, table for you? 
And you will not know why he is asking you that. You will think he wants to praise your carpenter. But you'll be concerned because the table is not straight. <laughs> it is leaning on one side. Leaning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my staff will tell you the way I fight with fundis in the office. Yeah, there was a fundi who was fixing the door. The moment I just entered the office, like I told him the door is not straight. And he couldn't believe me. So we argued a bit, we argued, we had to call witnesses. <laughs> to come and measure the top and the bottom. That's when he discovered it is not straight. And he had to correct it. A lot of welders are like that. A lot of fundis are like that. And if you are not careful, they will fix something for you. But one day you look at that thing and you will be surprised that you, you presided over mediocrity. And you paid something, you paid for something that was not done very, very well. Yeah. For me, I mean, everywhere I go, I look at things around. I look at things around. Like I was telling Pastor Mary, I, I want us to do something good. The sanctuary has to be fantastic. Because we're not, we're not building twice. We're building once. Yeah. So if, if, if the line is straight, it should be straight. <laughs> you understand? Rhombus is not square. <laughs> no matter how you try to convince me. Rhombus is not square. You understand? Yeah, and you should pay attention to details. Look, this boils down to many things that we do with our lives. Don't just wear anything. Pay attention to details. Yeah. When you wear that dress, does it take advantage of you? <laughs> or you take advantage of the dress? Those are two very different things. <laughs> Look at your neighbor. How are they doing with their dressing? So where details are not involved, after a while, you will start seeing problems. When they don't construct roads correctly, after a while you start seeing potholes. That's what happens. It will always show. It will always expose neglecting details in everything that you do. And this woman was not taking any chances. She was meticulous in her effort to try and find the lost coin. Let me give you this statement, very powerful. When you focus on details, it becomes a great platform for recovery. When you focus on details, it becomes a great platform for recovery. You see, sometimes the mistakes that we make, the blunders that we make, is because we have neglected details. The wrong moves, the wrong choices, the wrong decisions that we make is because we have neglected some very key details in our lives. 
And so when you focus on details, you will be able to bounce back. Because what you lost by not focusing on details, you can recover when you decide to focus on details. You didn't get what I said. What you lost by neglecting important details can be recovered if you decide to go back to the drawing board and decide that I'm going to focus on these details. Look, you didn't fail exams because you're stupid. You failed exams because you did not focus on details. You refused to revise. True or false? You refused to do assignments. Isn't it? You dropped out from the T-track because you did not focus on the details. But if you focus on the details, you will graduate. All the dropouts shout a louder amen. <laughs> Exodus chapter 25. Tell you neighbor, it all boils down to details. Oh yes, you can't lie to us. Oh, oh, the one who was marking the paper was against you. He doesn't even know you. You've never even met. Is us neglecting details. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering from anyone who gives it willingly with his heart. You shall take my offering. And this is the offering which you shall take from them. Gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, scarlet thread, fine linen, and goat's hair, ram skins dyed red, badger skins and acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for the sweet incense, onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephod, in the bracelet, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according, look at verse 9, according to all that I show you. That is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishing just so you shall make it. Moses, don't come up with your own materials. Don't come up with your own measurements. Don't come up with your own dimensions. You will make it as I want you to make it. You have to focus on the details. Where there is gold, don't put silver. Where I need silver, don't put gold. Where I need blue, don't put purple. Focus on the details. Please, Africans, let's focus on details. Some of you, you are so proud you have built a house. But when I come there, I am not happy. <laughs> now people will never invite us to come and open... But details, details. Look at your living room. I can see you don't even want to look at it. <laughs> Tell me, but details, 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 details. Look at your wardrobe, the clothes in your wardrobe. 
Look, it has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with focusing on the details. It's not money. Because if I give you money, it um amplifies your mediocrity. <laughs> yeah. Money amplifies who you are. Oh, yeah. One time we were looking for a house and we went with Pastor Mary somewhere, a very posh place, and we entered this house. I told Pastor Mary, even if they give us for free, I can't live here. Because you don't know if it's a house or a club. And then how do you paint the wall pink? <laughs> anyway, tell me about focus on the details. Very important. I'm going somewhere with this. When I land, you'll be, you'll be blessed. God told Moses, you have to build a tabernacle. Not the way you feel. Mm -mm. Not the way you want. No, according to the pattern. According to the pattern that I'm giving unto you. I'm going to give you dimensions. I'm going to give you all the materials that are needed. I'm going to give you even, he even, I mean if you read the entire story, you realize he even told him the people who are going to build the tabernacle. And he told me, he told him these are the people I have put my spirit in them. So that when it is a straight line. So that when it is square. <laughs> it is not what? Rhombus. If it is white, it is white. If it is blue, it is blue. If it is purple, it is purple. Make sure you build it according to the pattern that I'm giving unto you, Moses. You say, tell people to bring the materials because they have gold, silver, purple, blue, all these things, and they were brought. Can we go a little bit deeper? Exodus chapter 40. Mm -hmm. Tell your neighbor from today, mediocrity will not be your story. Hey. Some of you ladies here, I'm telling you, change your dressing. Change your dressing. The way you are dressed, even if somebody had a vision, it disappears. Tell your neighbor, go and change your wardrobe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there are people I have told them, change. The way you're dressing is not good. Change it. If you want to get married, change the way you're dressing. Yeah. You can't dress when, you are, when you're with brothers. You look like brothers. be a difference. Behind there, are you with me? You look like you're very quiet. Tell a neighbor, tell your neighbor, tell them, look like a lady. If he's a man, tell them, look like a gentleman. Some men, you look at them, you, are, you, you, you don't know if it is. 
Then you are crying, nothing is happening. You are losing opportunities because you are not focusing on details. Amen? A man does not want to marry another man. He wants to marry a sweet, beautiful, feminine creature. Anyway, I can see ladies are not happy with me. Exodus chapter 40, verse 16. Parker. 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 Parker Makucha. Tengeneza Nyuele. Ah. Inuka Kidogo. You are always with sleeper, 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 sleeper. Ah! Then, then your, your legs are full of dust. Ngoma. You look at the face. You say, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Details, details. It has nothing to do with money. When I started ministry, can I give you a story before I read this? When I started ministry, I didn't have a lot of money. Pastor Mary will tell you. I was not getting a very good salary. All right? But I used to look for deals. Yes. Deals. Yeah. I remember I had a contact of a guy here in Nairobi. He used, when he brings the clothes, I have arrived. Yeah, we are sorting them together. <laughs> Camera! Camera! We are sorting the clothes together. Yes. Then I pick a nice suit, take it to the dry cleaner. Where, when I wear it, people ask me, where did you buy it from? It has nothing to do with money. Details. Anyway, let's read this scripture. So I will pray. Are you getting blessed? Camera people, are you in the house? <laughs> Exodus chapter 40. So God has spoken to him, told him, build, make sure you do according to this. Uh, dimensions I've given you, the materials, everything, everything is in place. Verse 16. Then thus Moses did according to all that the Lord commanded him. So he did. And it came to pass in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, that the tabernacle was raised. So Moses raised up the tabernacle, fastened its sockets, set up its boards, put in its bars, and raised up its pillars. Jump to verse 33. 
And he raised up the court all around the tabernacle and the altar and hung up the screen of the court. So Moses finished the work according to all the details that God gave him. What a builder. Then what happened? Verse 34. Then the cloud hmm, the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. You see, after he focused after he focused on the details, the glory, the glory filled the tabernacle. Now, remember, if I can take you back a little bit, the glory had left. Hmm? The glory was not there. When Adam sinned, the glory left. You understand what I'm talking about? Yes, the glory left. And when Moses is building the tabernacle with the details, the glory came. He didn't have to pray for the glory. He didn't have to fast for the glory. He didn't have to cry for the glory. When he focused on the details, the glory came. The glory came. When you focus on the details, some of the things you've been crying about, they will start showing up in your life. Some of the things you've been craving for, they will start showing up in your life. Am I preaching to somebody in this house? Look at your neighbor and tell them, focus on the details. Hey, let me finish this scripture. The glory came. And whenever the cloud was taken up above the tabernacle, the children of Israel will go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. When the details were in place, God showed up. Put some details into place in your life and God will show up. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Some of you, because of what happened, you have decided not to focus on details. That's why you are careless. You are careless the way you dress. You are careless the way you talk. You are careless the way you carry yourself around. You are careless with your life. That's why the glory has not showed up. Twitch a little thing, some things in your life. Just refine a few things in your life. Change a few things in your life. Change the way you talk. Change the way you dress. Change the way you talk to people. Change the way you address your boss. I mean, change a little thing. Some little things in your life. And what you desire will start showing up in your life. In fact, what you lost, you shall recover in your life. Can I get a louder yes in this house? Let's ask your neighbor, what are you changing in your life? What are you changing? Oh, yeah. What are you changing? What are you changing? Oh, pastor, I want to get married. Change some things. Change your hairstyle. Look, nobody should lie to you. Oh, you don't have to change anything. If somebody loves you, they will just love you. Look, these are human beings. It is only God who loves unconditionally. But when it comes to this other love, there has to be a catalyst. Paint your face. Paint it. Paint it in the morning. Paint it during lunchtime. 
paint it in the evening. The only time you remove paint is when you jump into your duvet. I'm preaching in this house. I say I'm preaching in this house. I say I'm preaching in this house. Look, start going early to your place of work. That promotion that eluded you, just start going early. You're supposed to report at 8. 7.45. You are seated at your desk. Yeah. Seven for, you are seated. Just, just do that. One day you'll be surprised. As you are getting to the office at 7.45, the boss was seeing you. He has a camera in his office. And you can see for the last six months, you have been in the office at 7.45. When he thinks of somebody to promote, who will he promote? Who will he give a raise? It is you! Yeah, but you don't want to focus on the details. You enter like everybody else. Eight or one. The whole group. The whole group. You are part of the group. 4.59 You are the door with the group. We are going. Details. I say details. I say details. If you are going to be a good singer, focus on details. Don't just listen to lyrics. Listen to the voice. Yeah, listen to the voice and try and imitate the voice. Try and sing along. Yes, sing, sing, and try and sing like the person who is singing. Yes. Yeah, don't just say, oh, people just listen to the message. No. The message is for God. <laughs> the voice is ours. <laughs> we, we want the voice as well. Focus on the details. That's why we have average singers and we have good singers. Yes. That's why when you're in the worship and they don't give you the microphone, don't feel bad. They have noticed you are not focusing on the details. So don't say there is a lot of partialism in the worship team. The leader is not partial. The leader has realized when he gives out the song, you don't focus on the details. Your lyrics are not in place. Your voice is not in place. You're not singing well. And we are live, being watched from all over the world. People are watching us from America, from Ghana, from Nigeria, from Nairobi, from Bungoma, from Kitale, from Liberia. For heaven's sake, we need quality. We need excellence. When Nyambre started singing, he was rapping. Then he started growing. And I could tell he was focusing on details. Then before long, he started leading worship in church. And that's why he felt he should come here and be a worship leader. Because the trajectory he has taken is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And some people say, oh, you know, this church, Nikujuana. It's nothing like Kujuana. My time is up. Tell your neighbor there's nothing like Juana. Focus on the details. Who am I preaching to in this house? I say focus on the details. 
When you focus on the details, you will stand out. Yes. Yes. And you will recover your lost treasures. Father, we thank you. I've preached your word to your people. I pray, oh God, that if there is anyone with excess baggage in their hearts, may it be flushed out of their system in the name of Jesus. Any pain, any bitterness, any resentment, anger, malice, wrath, I pray, oh God, that may it be removed from their hearts and from their minds in the name of Jesus. Cleanse them, Lord. Purify them, Lord. Wash them clean, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I pray, O oh God, that our houses will be swept of any dirt, of any malice, of any pain. In the name of Jesus. And I pray that we shall be keen on details. I pray, O oh God, we shall be keen on details. We shall be keen on details when it comes to ministry when it comes to business, when it comes to our family lives, when it comes to our spiritual lives, we shall be keen on details in the name of Jesus. Because this will provide a platform for us to recover our lost treasures. Bless your people tonight. May this word challenge them to go to the next level in the name of Jesus. We give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's appreciate the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazutechero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.